sisters bubble as you clutch a red dragon. A bearded woman punches from behind her flagon. Dead bog all around, you're sinking in the sand. An important contract turns to ash in your hands. Carefully boil down, simmer and reduce. Teach your friends how to make cauldron juice. You left Rook Glen. Uh, instead of deciding to go around the North Gate and climb the walls or break in, you decided to go to the Maple City, where I believe you had some contacts. About, yeah, I had a couple there. And I am... Now, I'm, like, I'm currently riding a hottie. In, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, yes. So you crest this hill. Okay. It's 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 getting quite late actually. The su- the sun's going down and you're facing the sun as you crest this hill and you see the stream of people okay coming out of of the city. Uh some are going sort of up the north paths, sort of like past where you're going. Okay. And some are going it's like a northwest kind of and then some are going straight south. Okay. And they're leaving. And you do see a couple people sort of going trailing into the city, but most people are looks like they're leaving. What is the state of the city look? The city you can see over some of the walls, um, but the gate is mostly busted open. Oh, it's the the buildings and things they're charred, they're burned, they're falling apart. And as you approach the city, you just get better detail of this really screwed up place. Okay, there aren't any guards at the gate. There. Uh, uh, you know, I think you've been here plenty of times. Usually there are, even right. for such a, a busy town and it being, a, you know, not not a huge town either. Okay. I mean, it's decently sized. It's not Rookland, though. There are no security. Okay. I guess I'll pick up my trot as I ride a hottie into sure. the city. Do you, do you get off a hottie or do you ride him into the town? I think to kind of blend in with the kind of the commotion that's already going on and for an attempt to seek out my contacts, I think I'll dismount a hottie and send him off. Okay. In the town, I'm going to kind of blend in a bit by looking down at some of the rubble, picking it up and looking around at some of the sure. the, some of the landscape. I'm going to see if I see – I don't know. Let, I Actually, let me take a perception check and see if I can perceive and see any of my – any of my um, my contacts. Go ahead. So 16. Okay. So you see a couple people in the market. Um, the first person you pass is this this woman, and she's sort of struggling with her little cart of things. Okay. And then you see – you're sort of walking past these the, – a, a smattering of people. Um, there are a few people closing up shop as it's starting to get dark. Um, there's still, some people still leaving the city um, or, you know, it looks like they are preparing their stuff to leave the next day. Got it. There are a few merchants left, and and as you walk by, there's there's one calling out to you on the side of the street, sir, sir. Uh, do you need some food or some cloak for your travels? Come, come, sir. 
I kind of fan my hand a bit. Not okay. And he says, no, sir, Slane, do you need some cloak or, or food for your travels? And he like motions over to you. I raise my brow. <laughs> yeah, there's nobody else quite nearby. Um, he knows my name. <laughs> yeah, he, he sort of motions you over. Slane kind of calmly kind of turns and says, ah, yes. And your wares. He, he lowers his voice. You paid me before, and we didn't exchange names. Well, you gave me yours, of course. So you are able to find me again. My name is Riley. I wear many faces. And should you pay me again, I can provide you with the information that you set me up to gather. Well, Riley, as I kind of pretend I'm looking at his wares, I need access... I need access to the Rebellion. He says, certainly. They are in the tunnels under the city, quite well guarded. You will need to infiltrate them and pose as a recruit. Hmm. Payment. And he holds out his hand. Slant thinks for a moment and reaches into his coin pouch. He gives him 20 gold. He still holds out his hand. (laughs) Slant rolls his eyes. (laughs) Gives him another 80. Okay. So you give him 100 gold. Okay, so he, he like, looks satisfied with that and, and pockets it. He better look satisfied. And he says, <laughs> Two blocks up past the building with the burnt second floor, turn left, there will be a man, a human, in a dark red cloak. He's smoking a pipe. You tell him that Riley said you have a gift. He will give you instructions from there. And... He just, like, starts packing up his shit. Before Slane steps off, he kind of turns for a second. Thank you. It's not common that I get assistance of that nature. Before you leave, sir, you could pay me again to have me stationed somewhere else. I do have no... I have no desire to stay in the Maple City in such a state as it is. If you have no use of me, I quite understand... But, well, Riley, actually, I did have difficulty getting into Rooklyn. I suppose whenever there may be a need if I do get in there, which that should happen, I guess you should be there. Certainly. That easy, huh? Oh, cool. Well, 400 gold, please. (sighs) Well, this was good information. He says, the next time you see me, I shan't be wearing this face. And I will be positioned considerably higher. Hmm. Okay. Well, what do I make of that? I don't know. Make a make an insight check. Okay. <laughs> uh, nine. <laughs> I, I don't know. Make what you will of that. Positioned considerably higher. He said. He says like he he's basically he's all he's confirming is that yeah he'll be stationed in Rook Glen and oh. he, he you know. Expects to cross paths with you. You said you have different faces. How exactly? So you you say that, and he, he, as you're talking to him, he's been sort of packing up, and he's sort of finished. And he he, he does a quick look around. He he puts up his his hood, puts his hand over his face, and it's totally some Game of Thrones shit. And he like takes off his face, and it's a it, he looks like a totally different person. Like he he went from like pale skin, long face with with uh, black linky hair, and, he, and when he moves his hand over his face, 
he turns into having this like dark olive skin. He's got a, a broad nose, Whoa. thick eyebrows. Slide kind of. That's that's thoroughly impressive. I wasn't expecting that. He um, says, "So, am I traveling south or am I traveling to Rooklyn? Rooklyn would be appropriate." So you pay him. <sighs> he reaches into the coin port pouch and. Shuffles out 400 coins. 400 big ones. Gosh. Making it rain over <laughs> That's here. That's like most of your money, I think. <laughs> that is. I don't know. Okay. Okay. And how will I know of you? Perhaps some turn of phrase that you're fond of? Hmm. Yeah. Th- uh, that I can say to you? Tell me that you're of my flock. Sure. <laughs> okay. Right. He back. He packs up his stuff. Done Done for the evening and, and leaves. So what do you do? Bid him farewell. And I'll head towards that alleyway. Okay, so you go two blocks up. Two blocks up. You see the burned <clears throat> building with the with the bits like a collapsed in and burned uh, second floor. This the bottom floor seems okay. You turn the corner and there's that guy. And it's like just like you said. There's there's a guy in a, in a red sort of traveling cloak. It looks quite heavy, like a dyed leather almost. And he's he's smoking a pipe. And as he turns, you can see under his hood his his long pointed ears. And he stops a smoke and says, Shall I be helping you, sir? Well, actually, I'm here to help you. Riley sent me. I have a present for you? He no, no, he says. I have a present for you. And he pull, He look, goes into his cloak. And for a second, you think he's going to, like, pull out a crossbow and just, like, shoot you in the chest. Slanguage this down <laughs> for a sword. Oh, no need, sir. No need. And he pulls out a small coin. And it's just like a gold coin, but it has this um, very slightly glossy uh, blue line down the middle. And he says, these are what the recruitment is using. And he he hands you the coin. He takes the coin. He says, you'll be looking for Kvor. Excuse me, I can't say the damn orc names. Kvor or Wesley. Kvor is the orc. The human Wesley, they're the recruiters. And uh, he tells you that the couple streets over where the recruitment station is, he says, you'll notice that one of the buildings is mostly intact. And if you look for it, it looks strange. There's enchantments on it that keep it standing. Well, thank you. He he just like sticks his pipe in his mouth and like puffs on it. Gives you a very slight nod. That stuff will kill you, you know. He turns. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Before you can say anything. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll make my way towards the recruitment station, but on my way, I'm going to look around to see if there's anything of interest in the area, just to do like a maybe like a little little investigation check. Sure, go ahead. You know, let's act like I didn't. That's <laughs> what is that? That's a that's a three. And uh, I, well, I don't know. Let's see. My investigation. I'll, I'll tell you what. If I I, I haven't looked at. Oh, okay. I was gonna say yeah. if you can hit a ten, I would. Uh, see, that's why we shouldn't talk. Give about you a little something. <laughs> it's fine. It's all. Good. I'm not gonna cut this. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> all right. Uh, you're sort of keeping your eye out, but things are mostly closed down. And I mean, yeah. there's an inn that you pass. It, it's just starting to get dark. So. Things are closing up, and you're sort of distracted about your task. Or really, you're focused on your task. Right. You come over to this building, and you do notice uh, – you probably would have missed it if you did, weren't looking for it. But among these sort of close nearby buildings, mm-hmm. um, you can think of like Nordic medieval kind of houses 
and buildings, yeah, like Skyrim, like a rifted in Skyrim. Got it. But okay. there, a lot of them are collapsed in and mm. uh, burned down. But this one's actually okay. So they're all kind of tight knit, but this one seems okay. And so the front door, you come up to it, it has no handle, no hinge that you can see is just the door frame. Hmm. Well, I'm used to these types of parlor tricks. Someone uh-huh. walks up to the door and kind of looks behind him and knocks on the gives a couple knocks and you hear it of like wood sliding and there's like light flooded out around your knees and you look like look down and there's a slot that had opened up at like yeah like a little above your knee height mm-hmm. and it closes and you hear behind the door and then another <laughs> slot opens where there wasn't one right where your eyes are and you see this little face behind the slot and says do you have one of the coins then? Yeah, big guy. Reaches into his pocket and pulls the coin out. Okay. He's like, ah, no recruits. Shrug. He slides the thing shut and it like magically seals back into the door. So it doesn't look like anything was there. And he opens the door and lets you in to a quite cozy looking room. Okay. Sort of set up as an office. It clearly was probably a living space. And there's like now a desk. And this little gnome man is in there, and he's got uh, kind of a wiry look to him. And he says, all right, all right, well, uh, can I get your name, please? And he sort of hops behind this desk up on, you know, like basically a booster seat. Right. And is like dips a quill in some ink. Name? Yeah, Muscles, my name is Slane. He looks at you, and I'm going to roll to see if he responds to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing something. Okay, he's not provoked by you. <laughs> he, he says, uh, he just like maybe raises one eyebrow as you so want to do. And he, and he goes, slain. And he like, he writes it down. He's like, okay, down the stairs. And he like points and there's actually like, you're on the ground floor, but there are some stone steps that look like they've been made maybe recently, that go down underneath. Okay. He says, two doors to the right. You'll find a lockbox and a key to your room, and your training will take place first thing in the morning. All right, killer. Yeah, I'll get right to it. Okay. Walks down the stairs. Okay, so you go down. And on, on your way, you sort of pass. There's like a... Uh, I assume you're trying to scope it out. I'm going to do a bit of a... These... Kind of a spear around. I wouldn't have... Hmm. Do I have any idea what they look like? I guess I wouldn't have that. Way. You know, it, he would. He said the that Wesley's a human, Kvor's an orc man. So you're gonna need to ask around after you find someone. Got it. Okay. So you go down and you pass by uh, a few hallways, and they all have this. I don't know how to describe it. A gray and red magic see-through barrier. And in front of one of the stations, there is a rather muscly orc woman who's like standing next to the sort of like a podium thing like a basically a standing table you walk by and she says ah new recruit eh string kind of shrugs well uh you'll be wanting to talk to wesley he'll be here shortly all right back up where you came actually she says and she like looks at you like you're maybe a little dense all right little lady i'll go back that away she goes <laughs> little lady Ah, you're a funny one. I don't have any sense of humor. Kind of deadpan. So you you don't go all the way to your lockbox. You go back up to wait for... She's like implying that Wesley is going to show up in that room that you showed up in. She like points back up the stairs. 
All right, yeah, I'll go sit with the muscle. I'll go figure that out. As you're going up the stairs, you do hear somebody come in and you hear two people arguing. Are you going to go up all the way or are you going to wait? I want to actually listen in and hear what's being said. Let's find out if you can. Go ahead and make a... What would that be? Probably perception. Why do we have to use that stat? I use it a lot. I, I do use it too much. I honestly do. Ah, yeah, 15. Okay, that that was my DC for it, to hear the whole conversation. You hear a, a man talking, and he's got a sort of a, almost like a pompous kind of way about him. And he, he's arguing at, to uh, this gnome. And at first you're like, oh, is he arguing with that gnome man that let me in? But it's a different, it, the voice has a different quality, and you recognize it. Huh. It's W's voice. Oh. Um, hmm. It, they're talking about – I'm not going to like do the argument, but they are – they're arguing about how many recruits they should take in a day. And W is trying to argue for like taking in way fewer recruits. And Wesley is basically saying like, no, no, we need as many as we can. And hmm. and you hear Wesley go, honestly, Ewan, I, I feel like sometimes you're against us. Ewan? What? I think you would know that W is Ewan. Well, no, I know. It's, it's just – you said that it's kind of like you think of it as it. W, right? Okay, because now yeah. I would now knowing the voice completely. Okay, and they're they're sort of arguing, and they're coming down the stairs right as you're going up, and they look like a little taken back. And I'm gonna have you and Ewan roll to hold your composure. And is this deception? So this would be. Um, I'll let you pick deception or performance. Let's use deception. Ewan's gonna use deception. Oh, Ewan oh, yeah. totally makes it. Cool. Oh, you uh, you 15. make it. Okay, yeah. cool. There's this moment where both of you sort of, <gasps> right? And, but Wesley doesn't notice anything. He's like, oh, you, you must be a new recruit. Well, good to have you. And he like claps you on the shoulder. You I raise an eyebrow at him. You can kind of tell he, he's got some sort of military background. He looks like to be in, you know, some, some official looking armor. And he's like, Ewan... <sighs> Let's discuss this later. He seems very flustered. Why don't, uh, what, sorry, what's your name? And he looks at you. Slane reaches out eagerly and says, ready to serve. My name is Slane. Uh-huh. And I shake his hand. And, and he shakes your hand. And he, he looks a little impressed. He's like, uh, wonderful. And he's like, looks down at Ewan and sort of like, sorry, you might have trouble with this one. But Ewan will do your thing and uh, assess him for his magical abilities, please. And uh, we'll we'll have to continue the discussion at a later time. And he sort of walks past you down the stairs and Slane like holds a salute while he <laughs> That's so cheesy. You're like, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> he then rolls his head to look back at W. W out of really? the corner of his mouth is like, S, what are you doing here? You know, just meandering about. He's he he, he motions for you to follow him. Slane puts his hands behind his back. You you Not walk like a parade rest and follows him in the room. No, no, he he walks down the stairs into the tunnelways. Oh, and into the tunnelways. Oh. He he sort of walks past that orc woman who gives you a little wink as you go. Uh, I wink back. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. And you walk for actually a couple minutes, and he takes you down like two other pathways, and he passes uh, one of those barriers. He like puts his hand up to it, and it, and it lets you both through. And then he. Like offers you into this sort of underground little room. Clearly, it's his room, and so you set it up as an office. I'm surprised that my head's not hitting the ceiling. W. I'm glad it's not your size. Hilarious, he says. 
what happened there? What, like, what, what happened with the... Did you kill it? Slane kind of turns, yes, wouldn't you want to know? You know, your bravery compelled me to stay. That, I, that dragon has a mean streak. Done. I slew him single-handedly. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, make, if you do you want to make a decision? Yeah, check? let's do that. Okay. <laughs> Fuck W. I want like an insight check. I want to give a little a plus. Ooh, ooh, deception, huh? That's going to be a, uh, that's a, ooh, man, that's a 22. Uh, he got 21, so you, uh, you, he's maybe almost unsure, but then he's like, oh, fuck, I think Slain really did kind of like kill that dragon. Rolls his shoulder. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> rolls his shoulder. Yeah. Uh, well, down to business. X was looking for you. He has a new assignment. You're to be reassigned. Well, this is unfortunate. I just made my way into the resistance. Is it that surprising, though? He says, "Yeah, and look, you're already. You didn't ask me for help. You, as far as I know, you made no progress. Hmm. I'm being resigned. I'll be looking for them from now on. I know you wanted to hunt them down, but I I really should be the one doing it. Besides, I'm more intimate with their situation. I had a chance to kill them, and I didn't. It's really my fault they're alive. I let them go because they didn't seem like a threat. It's." It's like a hive of termites. If you don't cut out the infected wood, they spread. It's my fault, really. Uh, well, you know, if you didn't have a capacity to run away anytime danger sprouted, maybe they would be dead. He stares at him. You know, we have different experiences and different mm. ways that we go about survival, Slim. Mm. But that doesn't mean we have to work against each other. Oh, of course not. I'm glad to be getting the fuck out of here and... You're not going to ruin my mood. Oh, I wouldn't want to do that to you, W. Anyway. A thinks it's a waste of time, and that's what I've been trying to tell him from the beginning. But according to X, it's part of the prophecy that I'm stationed here, and, well, you know, we have to trust the prophecy and all that. Nah, I wish they gave me a little bit more clarity on that. Yeah, it hasn't failed us yet, has it? The Rebellion, it doesn't matter that much anyway. Kara Goldfine is a fine leader, but really, she's disposable. So it's unfortunate that you put all this work into getting here, but uh, she's I think she's given us everything that we're going to get. We're not going to win over the Earl of Rookland or get in his favor by being spies and saboteurs for him. Slain crosses his arms. Well, I guess I'll be making my way back then. Well... X and Q and the rest of the elite team are south. I'm not sure if you have a way to find them. Huh. <laughs> Maybe they'll find you. <laughs> they have an encampment down south. It's not that far. I'll make way there now. Have you... Uh, before you do, have you seen Rodos? That fucking twat? <laughs> I really... I, I should be calling him R. Not Rodos, but... He's just such a annoying little... Well, he, R's been missing and... X is looking for him. Maybe you can... Well, I haven't seen him. Ah, well. I guess I'll cross that topic again with X, so... Well, you know, Slane, since I actually don't bear any ill will against you, I can help you find X. I'll do you a favor. Oh, I I appreciate that. (laughs) Okay, so he has this... He pulls out from, like, underneath his desk this, uh, like, little tin box, almost like a briefcase... Um, it, it's metal tin, but it has like leather, uh, s- like strappings along the rim or along, along the edges. Okay. And he, he pops it open 
and on the inside there is like these this brass instrumentation okay. uh, on the left there's these these gears and this sort of like flat it's a sort of like conical it's like a plate really it's it's like a brass plate and it has a hole in the very middle of it and and okay. there are these gears sort of around it huh. and that's on the on the left side inside this box and on the right side there's these long glass files with a little like capped in place by these brass tops mm-hmm. and these little long skinny brass little instruments he picks one of them up mm-hmm. and he and he sort of unscrews unstoppers one of these vials that have it has like a little bit of it looks like dirt or something in there huh. and and he's got like a little spoon on the end of this brass instrument and he puts it in the file and he picks up this little this little bit of shards of rock and he and he sprinkles it on the on the brass plate and and taps the the uh little brass spoon on the side puts the file back puts the thing back he holds up his hand to the side of the box and cast some spell he said he says something and magic goes into it and it starts whirring and spinning and the gears start grinding and it shakes this brass plate back and forth mm-hmm. and the dust sort of siphons into the hole in the middle of it huh. and then this Can I do an arcana check while he's doing this absolutely i'm curious what this what would the slain know what this is has he seen this before um, like he just said he was going to help me, but I, I don't know. I think you've seen him carrying around the tin box. I don't think you've ever seen in it. Ah. So go ahead and make an arcana trick. That is a natural 20. Nat 20. So you... What a waste. I'll, I'm going to help you out <laughs> a little bit. He was scraping off into some similar containers mm-hmm. when you were meeting him and talking to him at the green gate where the dragon was on Morty. Okay. He was getting some samples off. And so I think with the nat 20... You can tell that the, this magic, for one thing, it's it's meant f- to track. It's for tracking. And you know him to be a tinkerer. He's kind of a, a oddball. And he does little experiments and things. So this must be one of his projects. And he's using this, uh, what, whatever he's collected. He He's like, you know, collected dust, a bunch dust. of different samples of things. And he's using that to search and track. Would I know from this, since it was an at 20, like, like, could I effectively use it from what I've seen him do just now? Like, you know what I mean? Like, kind of like the, the the whole reason for it is like, okay, that's really, really useful looking. He's using this to help me right now. Mm, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I think that, and you can write this down as a note if you'd like for future. Obviously, it's his, but if you come across this thing in the future, but you very well might, we will say that. You you can roll a D percent die, and that will be how many minutes it takes you to figure out how to use it in the future. You definitely can figure it out, but... Would I be able to also understand whether or not it's just the dust that's doing most of this, or if it's like the machine and contraption, the way it utilizes it? It's it, You'll be able to tell that it's mostly the machine. It takes both parts, like it takes... like he, he Before he scraped a bit of the stone ring basically the portal ring that is in morty um he there's a bunch of glass files in this little tin on the right side like they're like layers of them and he he clearly keeps a bunch of different samples of things and knows what they are okay interesting okay so if you come across this in the future you know you might get you might roll a one and it only takes you one minute to figure out but you might roll 60 and it takes the hour to figure out got it okay okay all right this thing is like going along and he's sort of he's waiting for it and this little wire 
springs out of it like like a straight long wire it's about i don't know two feet it has a little brass ball at the end of it and it springs up out of the thing and he reaches into a drawer under his desk he pulls out a a fairly large sheet of parchment and a bottle of ink and he grabs the the top of this wire and the little ball Mm. and he brings it down and he dips it into the ink and he bends the wire sort of over the top of the paper and lets go and it starts moving back and forth, like almost in random patterns, it looks like. It's spraying ink onto this paper up and down and slowly mm. forms are actually taking shape. It's not chaos. It's it's drawing something. Huh. And it draws a overhead map and you can see that there's a, a like a town at the bottom of the page and you can see this sort of winding path. And then weirdly, instead of it being all just map, it sort of forms almost into like a picture, like it morphs. And it, like you wouldn't know <laughs> what, you know, there wouldn't be exactly pictures, um, but you, John, know what a picture looks like, right? Right, right. It's yeah. almost like a, a really good ink drawing of a map that forms into a picture of this forest clearing. Huh. It sort of gears down and finishes, and he takes out this little cloth and, like, meticulously wipes the end of the ball and sets it back in the thing. And he closes the box and locks the click, uh, the little briefcase-like latches on it. And he picks up the paper and waves it about a bit to let the ink dry, and he hands it to you. He says, this this will help you find X. He'll be at this clearing. Just follow the map to the clearing. Well, that's that's pretty fancy. Interesting little little magic trick there, huh? So you defeated that dragon. Did you get any extra beacons that we had stored at the Green Gate? Slane raises an eyebrow. Well, you did help me here, and I do appreciate that. Slane reaches down and hands him one of the beacons. Thanks, Slane. Hopefully I don't have to call on you. And he puts it in one of his pouches. Hopefully. Well, I'll be off. Don't get stepped on or anything. Slane walks out. Sorry for the disappointing news about your reassignment. He stops for a minute, kind of waves his hand, and keeps going. <laughs> you both are trying to <laughs> dig at each other. He can't face me. <laughs> it doesn't take a ton of time to leave the city. I assume you summon a hottie back. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to step out of the town. I'm going to look around and kind of do one last peer. Sure, make a make an investigation check. Okay. Not, not doing so great on those, are you? 12? Yeah. So I think... What you really take away is that there is some level of insurgency. Like, it's like stepping away from cities, finally stepping out of it. Mm. It's sort of giving you a bit of the bigger picture, right? You're like, okay, I'm not so close to this. And you know that there is the rebel, the rebels here who are, you know, fighting back against basically this food shortage due to these dragon attacks. Right. right? And and a tax increase. And... You feel like they don't have enough. You know, the city's too beat down. Hmm. Um, That clearly it's the dragons doing this and by extension, Dragon Club doing this, right? And it's just sort of chaotic and you know that this is the place where Dragon Club takes advantage of situations like that. That's that's what I'll give you. Kind of a oddball investigation answer, but that's what I have for you. So there's a lot of like refugees and yeah. So there, there's there you you head south. You follow this map, and there are a few camps uh, along the road. You can tell they're a little ways off the road for protection's sake. It, it's it's quite dark at this point, but you 
Okay. You you go along the road riding a hottie. You feel like maybe this map is bullshit at a certain point. <laughs> you know, it's 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 late and it's dark and you feel it, you're like you can't you can barely see it. <laughs> I don't I assume you can cast some kind of little light spell to see it, but it's it's still dark out. I have dark vision, so Oh okay. So you can see it okay. Yeah, I can see this one. Yeah, you've got dark vision. You're looking at this map and you're like, This is maybe bullshit. This right. is some Ewan kooky fucking Tom fucking foolery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For it, exactly. <laughs> but you finally you know, you, you go along this basically this animal trail for a while, because that's where the map tells you to go, off the main trail. And when you look up, you you see this clearing, and it's drawn exactly in the same frame of reference as the drawing he gave you. Like, you're, you're like, oh, shit, this is the place. But there's no one around. And Would I have an idea if it's similar to, like, our base camp? Kind of like... That is exactly right. Oh, you know what? I n- have never given you inspiration, right? No. You've never John, John, take a point of inspiration for that. That was fucking awesome. Yeah? Yeah. You, I'll take that. All right. That is exactly how they set up this encampment. Really? You shift your weight back and forth, and you can see the shimmery illusion. And you step sideways into the camp, and the illusion disappears upon one last step. And okay, you appear to Dragon Club. They are there, and they are uh, looks like they're sort of packing up camp. Do I see... X is there, and he drops into a defensive stance, and his hands light up with black smoke at trails from it. And then he sees it's you, and he relaxes, and he says, I really should have expected you. The prophecy told me you would come. I should have trusted it. I knew we would be leaving as soon as you arrived. I assume you met with W then? Yeah, I met with him. And he already told you about his new assignment? He did. He's going to be in charge of searching for the heretics. As the prophecy told me. Okay. You've sort of caught the attention of the Dragon Club members as they're packing up. And he motions back to them to, like, keep keep packing up. I and approach X. He, he, like, takes you aside. He, like, puts his arm around your shoulder. Hmm. Almost like a buddy-buddy kind of thing. And you you walk away from the rest of the group packing up. All right. He's like, you have, have you seen Rodos? No. W had mentioned the same thing. I haven't seen Rodos. How about the heretics, Slain? Slain kind of looks off to the side. You clearly have not found any trace of them, beyond knowing them to be in firelight some weeks previous. What progress have you made? I would have known by now if you had, wouldn't I? Normally I'm pretty expedient. I've been setting up contacts. Contacts? But no leads. I thought I made it clear the importance of finding the heretics. And he, like, takes his arm off of you and sort of faces you. And you're tall, but he's he's really tall. And his horns sort of loom over you in the darkness, the, the moon hitting them. Slain kind of clutches his teeth. He says, What the fuck is wrong with you, Slain? You think A won't punish me for this? And he hesitates for just a second. He sort of flinches. And then he backhands you across the face. Slane kind of grips his fist. Uh, Stands forward. He says, you failed. You failed me. You failed Dragon Club. And you failed your sister. He, like, punctuates it with his hand. Slane grips both his fists and 
<laughs> what are you gonna do? Hmm. Uh, okay. Um, he he looks like since you're not reacting immediately, since you're not reacting immediately, I'm gonna say that he immediately. It's like he almost regrets it. Like his body language relaxes a little bit, and he says, "S, uh, I think it's time that you see something. I think it's time." That you read a bit of the prophecy. I know you're unhappy. Wait, go ahead. Something kind of calms down with that statement. Just I know you're unhappy with your with a reassignment. I know you cared about finding them, but your next mission is extremely important, and I think I really owe it to you to show you all of the reasons why it needs to happen. And he puts his hand back on your shoulder. Tell you what, why don't you return to base? Take some time for yourself and give me a little bit of time. I will meet you there this evening, as the prophecy foretold. Slain nods. Yeah. Thank you, X. I will. Okay. What do you do? I'm like mad for Slane. It's like, it's like I'm in my feelings. All right. Uh huh. He wants me to head to base camp. Yeah. Slane turns and grabs on his belt. Yeah. Activates the. Activates. Yep. The the red base, black stone, yeah. painted intricately white patterns. You teleport back to the base. I think you go back to your quarters. You just. I, I assume you just relax. Slane will go into his room and. Yeah. He lets out a deep breath, a deep sigh. Soon, Lorelai. Some time passes. You're not even sure how long. I don't think it's that same evening, even. I think it's the next day. You're sort of, maybe you're lost in thought or in a trance, zoning out. And it's like something's happening. Like like something feels wrong and you feel your bed kind of shaking and the room is kind of shaking and there's like dust falling from the from the ceiling. So and kind of kind of gets himself aware and grabs hold of his blade. You feel it way down. Like it's not your bed or the room or even the building shaking. Mm-hmm. It's an earthquake. And then it stops. I think we're going to end it right there. Thank you.